Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the third Saturday of September, September 18th, 2021. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, and making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, who serves as the Zoom moderator, Sister Helena Thompson, who serves as our Minister of Music, She carefully makes the recorded music selections for the worship service, and she plays them. Then I, Carolyn Cunningham, will present the invocation, the invitation to giving, and the announcement. Today, Sister Loretta Marley will offer the altar prayer. Pastors Terrence and Pam Wilson will deliver the preached word. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. Our pastor, Reverend Dr. Milson Black, will offer final remarks and benediction. We ask you today to, for all who are on this call, to pray for, not only today, but in your daily prayers, for Refuge from the Storm Church members. Pray for the worldwide church, our families and friends, PIs worldwide and advocacy and activist groups. Please pray for the loved ones of those who have died from the coronavirus. Pray for the overtaxed medical professionals during this time of dire need. Pray that all government officials be moved by the Holy Spirit to do the will of God and pray for victims of the earthquake in Haiti, victims of hurricanes, flooding, and fire here in the U.S. and throughout the world. Thank you for your attention. This is a a friendly reminder to please mute your phone with star six if there's any background noise where you are. Now, Sister Helena will play a recorded praise and worship opening song. After that, I will lead us through the rest of the worship service. Be blessed. Good evening. I'm Pamela Wilson. I'm going to introduce my husband, Terrence Wilson, and we're going to talk today about the vision of two ancient prophets. So I'll give it to Terrence. Amen. First, I'd like to say 
Uh, first, I say thank you to my wife who put all a lot of put all these messages by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I give a credit and honor where honor is due to a wife who was committed to the gospel, dedicated to the gospel. And I also want to give thanks to uh, Dr. Reverend Milson uh, right now for having a church that's you know on the ground mobilizing, moving throughout the nation from one part to other preparing the people like John the Baptist was, preparing the way for the Lord our God, a highway in, in the streets. And as the Lord come back right now, let us be about our business. Now, church, I can't say this. I, I'm begging you right now. Time is short right now. Time is short right now. You may say, I'm not talking about no doom and gloom. I'm talking about Jesus is coming back right now. And let me tell you something, I don't have no power to stop him from coming back, none of us, but he is coming. And my grandmother said he will not be late. Uh, we're talking about the vision of two ancient prophets, which a lot of people, some people today say that the Old Testament is not valid, but it is much valid as new as the old today. Amen. Go ahead. Okay. So we know we're in perilous times because so many things are happening. People are, the love of people are growing cold. I told you all recently about a time when I was just recently just sort of attacked and so many other things have happened over the years to different people. We see in the news where a young lady is missing, she may not be safe and we've been praying for her. People are doing all kinds of horrible things. Now things have always, people have always done things like that, but it, they're increasing so much that we know we're living in these times. If you add that, with the weather patterns and government things and wars and rumors of wars and unrest in nations as we're seeing going on right now. We, we, we can't, it's almost unescapable. I mean, you can't really deny it. And it's what we're in right now. So when we talk about that, we wanna talk about two prophets that spent their good portion of the latter times of their life preaching about the end of times. Daniel was a prophet, and then the prophet John in the book of Revelation. Okay, and so we're gonna talk about today, let's start out with Daniel. And let me tell you everybody, this applies to every person that's breathing, breathing and alive on earth today. Oh, it does. A lot of the people do at a time of noise, we preached a couple of weeks ago about how the people did not believe the flood was coming. but it was relevant and they, they felt like it did not apply to them as long as it interfered with their lives. But when that flood came, it, it, it applied to them, but it was too late at that time. So well, God doesn't do nothing until he warns a nation before he does something. And I'm gonna tell you something, we are in perilous times, but there is some good news Jesus is about to come right now. So now the Bible talks about Jesus said, I'm coming for a church without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. But what he's saying is we got to all deal with our sin. We got to all be ready for the coming and be anticipating, looking up, saying, Lord, can this be the day? In Revelation chapter four and one, can this be the day that the church is brought up, caught up to meet him in the air? Amen. Let's start up with Daniel today. Paul. So before we get to Daniel, though, I, it's been in my spirit too to have things in order. And I, you know, no man knows the day or an hour, but as we move closer to the return of the Lord, there's going to be some things that happen even before the rapture where we're going to have to be ready to, you know, mobilize maybe, or do some other things. And I just always try to keep our house orderly. So we know where things are and, 
you know, if we have to do any particular emergency type situations. Also, um, we know that as we get closer to the end, there will be an end time harvest. We talked about that last time. So we know that even though things are going to go fluctuate, they're going to ebb and flow until the return of the Lord. We have to be ready for whatever comes. There are going to be some, some troubling things and there are going to be some good things. So we'll be ready. But when we talk about these two prophets, because two, these two prophets were very key in talking about the end times. Daniel, okay? Both Daniel and John received visions from God about the end times. Daniel was told to seal up the book until the time of the end. That's Daniel 12 and 4. And I'll read that. But thou, Daniel, shut up the words and seal this book even unto the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Now, John and John of Patmos, and some people call him John the Revelator, was told to unseal the book. That was in Revelation 22 and 10. And I'll read that. And he said unto me, seal not the sayings of prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. Now, what's the difference between those two? Okay, well, let's say the difference right here. Now, let's go back to Daniel. Daniel was carried into Babylon from Jerusalem with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so watch this. For 70 years, God put Israel into King Nebuchadnezzar's hand. As he put them in, we're going to go from about 500 years between Daniel until John wrote the book of Revelation. And also, Daniel was also, even though he was in prison in Babylon, he became appointed to a high position. And at that time, with Daniel, he God started giving him visions, as Pam was talking about, expedient technology. That's what we're seeing today, explosion of technology. And everything that is going on, God is releasing it in the right season, at the right time. Let me tell you something, church. But when you talk about Daniel, Daniel had dreams. Are we going to talk about this too? Daniel had dreams back at that time of what was going to happen today. He had dreams about flying things. That were going to, go ahead and take it over right now. So the, between Daniel, there was 500 years when Daniel had, had his prophecy, which is given to him by the angel Gabriel and um, John's prophecy. So although... It wasn't time yet when Daniel was there. As we get closer, especially after Pentecost, things were there was a great revealing. Okay. Now Daniel was in prison in Babylon. He lived around 586 BC, over 2,500 years ago. He was brought held in hostage in Babylon for four for decades when he everything in his prophecies of Jeremiah caught his attention and the people in captivity. But the limited to about 70 years was the captivity. That's when God cast them into King Nebuchadnezzar's hand right now. So remember now, he went from Nebuchadnezzar and then he went to King Darius in that 70-year period. Well, Jeremiah, he was he was reading out of Jeremiah, or he was he got this from the prophecy in the in the written word. This is what the Lord says, Jeremiah 29:10. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Then Jeremiah 25 and 11, the whole country will become desolate wasteland and these nations will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon and his nation and the Babylonians for their guilt decrease the Lord and it will make it desolate forever. So he got these prophecies. Now let me tell you something about Daniel before we go any further. When Daniel was brought into uh, Babylon with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three teenagers, three Hebrew boys. We know about them because I'm pretty sure you heard them in Fire and Furnace. When he brought, he was a teenager, he was a little bit slight older than them. 
But when he was brought in, he, he outlived King Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar's son, down to King Belshazzar. And King Belshazzar was the one that mocked God because when he had the banquet, remember, he was the one saying, bring Now, Nebuchadnezzar had enough sense to put the oracles that was in the temple that King Solomon had built, the things that was precious that God ordered Solomon to put in there when he built the first temple. But then when they were having a banquet, they were locked away in the vault. And God was okay with that because they were in captivity. But then one day, King Belshazzar, the grandson, of King Nebuchadnezzar decide, let us bring out the article deed in ornaments of God and let's make mockery. Let's pour wine in them and drink from them. He was mocking God in his arrogance and pride. And that day God says, King Belshazzar, your kingdom is found warning in the balance. It will be divided between the Medes and the Kurds. And that was the end of the Babylonian Empire when it got to the grandson. But Daniel was still alive. You know, he had gray and white hair. He saw three administrations. He saw the end of Babylon. And he went into Persia under King Darius after that seven-year siege. And the Bible said that Daniel got favor when he was with uh, King uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And then when he got favor, more favor when, it, when he got into King Darius. So all the prophecies that God had said, every one of them came to pass. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, start on Jeremiah. So Daniel, so Daniel was in prison. While he was in prison, he received a divine revelation while reading the words of Jeremiah, which I just read to you. He discovered that God was about to set his people free. So Daniel began to pray for his nation and God dispatched the angel Gabriel to deliver a message, which is now known as Daniel's 70 week prophecy. We won't, that's the whole entire sermon by itself, but Amen. we will say that that covers from the Daniel's time all the way until the second coming of Christ. And the prophecy includes things like the rebuilding of Jerusalem, uh, people waiting on the Messiah as he rides into the uh, the the village and on the to the temple on the donkey. When Jesus is rejected and crucified, it includes the rapture of the church, the rise of the Antichrist, and tribulation. Now think about that. Daniel, being 500 years before John the Revelator, um, would not have understood a lot of the things that happened or that we talk about now, like the rapture. Um, even Jesus crucified, things like that, because they all took place before, before his, I mean, after his time, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that's why some of the things that he was told to keep in, in sealed up because people would not understand it. God told Daniel to seal up the book. God concealed the understanding of the words until the appointed time. The appointed time is, is the time after Jesus Christ was, was crucified and, and rose again and ascended into heaven in Pentecost. So the two things that are mentioned to Daniel about what would be the end times and what would be the time to unseal these things would be knowledge and travel, mm -hmm. okay? Those things were not fully realized at his time. This knowledge, although some people say it could be technical or educational knowledge and possibly, but it's more, it, the Bible, the way the Bible describes it is more of a spiritual awakening, like um, people having a, a, a experience of the day of Pentecost. So it's a difference between the, the Old Testament saints and the New Testament saints. The New Testament saints after Jesus had a greater revelation because they had the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gave them wisdom and knowledge. So this knowledge is spiritual knowledge. Colossians 2, verse 2 says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery. We've preached about the mystery before. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. When we understand through the 
through the teaching of the Holy Spirit, where we are prophetically, the timeline, how we know these things. How do we know these things? And the rest of the world has, they don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. They look at things in the world and say, well, I guess it's just global warming. Oh, well, I guess it's just this. And I guess it's just that. Mm -hmm. And we know because knowledge of the mysteries, that's in Colossians 2, verse 2 through 3, which is in Christ, whom are hidden all the treasures in the wisdom of knowledge. Second Peter 1 and 5 talks also, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge. Knowledge means spiritual knowledge. And I'm, I'm sure God's not mad at academic knowledge, but he wants us to understand his teachings and his timeline. Isaiah 11 and 9 says, knowledge must increase until the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord. Amen, amen. And also too, let me say this to you. I studied science in school and the weather patterns. And let me tell you something, I'll be careful with some of these scientists God is not against education. He gave us education for a purpose, to be knowledge, the increase in knowledge and wisdom, as he gave that to uh, he gave that to Adam and Eve in the beginning, the first generation, and to this one right now. But let me be careful about that, because let me tell you something. A lot of people are using that term, global warming. Let, let me tell you something. A lot of people do not realize, technically, there is no such thing as global warming. It's something that was made up by the World Organization. They created up this term and they start circling it away because a lot of people don't realize what's really behind this is money. Is get more money out of the United States and other countries that pay into this organization so they can decide what the weather patterns. Let me tell you something. Who holds the weather patterns in his hand? That's Jesus Christ. If you look at the weather patterns, and I've been, I, we've been up over toward the uh, North Pole. If you look at the South Pole, every so many hundred years, the, the weather patterns rotate from one end to the other. It's a natural order how God, like right now, we're going to go into the fall right now. The earth tilts on its axis and that's what triggers the season when it gets colder and it tilts back when it's going into the springtime. But the reason why I'm saying that be careful because God is the one, God's wisdom triumphs over any wisdom that man could ever comprehend. They can't tell you how many gallons of water is in any sea. They can't even tell you how many hairs on the head, but they're the experts. I don't think that they may have some knowledge, but I'm talking about a God that gave Daniel and John all knowledge is omnipresent, all-knowing. He knows everything that man, that you and I couldn't even comprehend the wisdom and mind of God. So God has given us wisdom on the earth, but a lot of times these scientists are not glorifying God. They're promoting themselves so they could be the one that's being acknowledged for being the one to get the credit for this. I know what time it is. You got to be careful of people's agendas too. Amen. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead so, and so don't be careful about that. No, we careful. do know that God is omniscient and he, he's the one who's, who knows everything that's going to yes, happen yes, from, from the yes. beginning to the end. We know that he even rotates the earth yes. and he rotates it around every year. So yes. he does that. Mm -hmm. He keeps the sky and the stars and the clouds. And there was some scientific, um, there were some statements made that showed how there's all, it's impossible for this universe to have, have happened the way some scientists say. Mm -hmm. Even scientists don't believe it because it was created by God. Amen. So. The two prophets we're talking about again is the prophet Daniel and the prophet John in the Isle of Patmos. 
So let's talk about the prophet John. Okay, Prophet John was, he was exiled, if I'm not mistaken. He was exiled at that time, it was called Sparta. I believe at that time, it wasn't called a Greek name. That is in the furthest island in Greece. It's one of the furthest islands, it's closer to Turkey. And if you look at Greece and you look at on a geographical, there's a stray of islands in that area. But Patmos is one of the first, and it was an island that was used for people who was convicted of crimes. So they would convict you an island just like they did. And they were, a lot of Christians were sent to islands and stuff like that when they ran out of Rome and they were exiled there. Now, John, as he got there, God, let me tell you how God is. His eyes, the Bible say, are fixed on the righteous. So if they, if, if I'm just hypothetically said, if they would have sent him in the space shuttle at that time, if they had a space shuttle and sent him into earth, out of, out of the earth, God's eyes will still be fixed on him. His eyes are fixed on us because we are his children. He said, what he said in Joshua, Joshua, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So even if you go to the bottom of the sea or if you go to the ends of the galaxy, God's eyes say, you're not out of my reach. You remember, I'm in the third heaven. I sit over everything and nothing is above me but my glory. Amen. So John, as he went to the island of Patmos, tell us what God started to do with that path. John of Patmos is also called John the Revelator. Now, there's a, a, a few bit of debate whether this is the John that walked with Jesus or this is another John. But we know that this was a godly man that believed right. in, in Jesus Christ. Um, Revelation states that John was on Pat, Patmos where he was exiled because he was because of anti-Christian persecution at that time under mm -hmm. the Roman emperor. Okay, so that was around 90 AD. Amen. And AD, they used to um, use that as a mark when Jesus after his death. Now, scientists have said they're not going to use that anymore. They're going to call it something else. I forgot what it was, but that's unfortunate. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he was he was in the Isle of Patmos. And if you look and read the book of Revelation, which I've read it, my husband reads it a lot. Um, he wrote all these things. And if you look at some of the, the images that he says, he is talking about things that he had no way to describe given his knowledge at that time. He was describing things far in the future, even helicopters. And so um, that's why that was the time when God told him to unseal the prophecy. Mm -hmm. And that was in Revelation 1 and 3. It says, blessed is the one who reads aloud the word of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take heart to what is written because the time is near. Mm -hmm. So look at the difference between what God told Daniel to seal up the, mm -hmm. these words and what he told John the Revelator to not to seal it up or basically unseal because the time is near. Now, because there was 500 years um, from one of those prophets to the other, it is very understandable why the, the standards had changed as far as what God wanted to happen to that prophecy. Okay. Old Testament saints did not understand these promises. If you look at first Peter, Verse one, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, chapter one, verse 10 through 12. You can read that. I'm not going to read it, but it talks about how um, Old Testament says search the scriptures and looking to understand a lot of these things. And they could not because the knowledge is a spiritual knowledge that came after Jesus Christ. This knowledge of the gospel was a mystery to them. But to those in the first century and, and, and to us, like people after since Pentecost, the mystery has been revealed. Once the Holy Spirit was poured into the day of Pentecost, People started understanding and, and, and knowing about the glory of God and understanding how these things were going to happen. So, um, okay. So now also too, remember this, what the Daniel, the pro, I've studied some of the prophecies of Daniel. His prophecies are so accurate 
that it shakes people. If you really look back, he talks about, Daniel talks about fire in the sky, machines. He was talking about helicopters in the future. That we, was 20, we have a picture 500 we, years ago. We have a picture that we, if we can cue it up, I, okay. I sent it to Pastor Millicent, I'm gonna okay. show you. And this is, these are, this is Revelation. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot what chapter this is. You got to share the screen. It's it, it's it, um, it, but Daniel was on that prophesied. And also, John, the revelator. I'll go ahead and pick that back up with okay, him. Okay, so John talked about these things in the sky. They were the shape of horses. They said they were locusts, but they were as big as a horse. Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at a helicopter in the sky, it might look like it's as big as a horse, but it's, it's much bigger, of course. And deadlier. But <laughs> look at how this helicopter, these are actual, look at the date on this. This is These are actual helicopters that were left over in Afghanistan, unfortunately, hundreds of them. Hundreds oh. of these helicopters were left there. But at some point, there's gonna be some kind of showdown in the Middle East. We know it that because it's, it's in the Bible. So where are all these hornet looking helicopters gonna come from in the Middle East? That's where they're gonna come from. Mm -hmm. Look at how this thing looks. Okay, so Revelation, I forgot what verse this is, but I'll just read, I mean, chapter. It says, the shape were like locusts and horses prepared for battle. And on their horns were crowns of something like gold and their faces were the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair. Now think about like the women over in the Middle East that had that, had that long hair or string, you know, stringy type of hair, that their hair, when it goes in the wind, it might fly around and look like propellers, okay? And they their teeth were like lion's teeth and they had breastplate of iron and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots. You know what chariots sound like? I mean, with a bunch of horses running. What does a helicopter sound like? It sounds just like that. It sounds like a bunch of people, horses, like like that. They had tails like scorpions, and they had stings on their tails. Now, look at the tail of that helicopter, and think of what a scorpion's tail looks like. And then the sting on its tail, maybe that propeller or something. These are real Apache helicopters. This came from a, a magazine called The Week, and it was on. it's from a publication they have called Webdesk, and this was from August 13th. They showed the example of all, how many helicopters like this were left in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. This is, God already knew what was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. He knew everything that was gonna happen. Even if global warming is true and it's, we don't think that it is, God already knew that too, because he knew that something was gonna, it, there was gonna be conditions that put us in these particular circumstances. And he knew that. How it turned out, we don't know it. He already knew it. So everything that was gonna happen, he's told these two prophets. He told one, not to talk about it right now. And he told the other one to unsure. Right, Jesus said, blessed is he who's not ashamed of me. But this is the time. The reason why God has did this, because we believe at the time, and I want to say this to every one of you, draw closer to God right now. We're going to see events take place that is going to be mind-boggling. I'm going to tell you that in the before Christ come back. We are going to see events that's going to blow you. You're going to say, how did this happen? Well, how could this took place in a time, in the era that we live in? And I'm telling you something, when you have dreams and you're spending time with God, solitude time, you're praying and you worship, I encourage you to write a journal down and write down your dreams. Write them and ask God to give you interpretation in the right time for them. Because God don't want to just give Daniel and uh, John dreams. He's given us dreams. Write them down because God has given us foreknowledge 
to get the foreknowledge of what's going to happen. Because so that's why Jesus said, brother, I have you not to be ignorant. But Paul says, I have you not to be ignorant because discern the times. We are in dangerous, perilous time, but we know that Jesus is coming. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you, but it's to be, in, it's to be informed of what's going on. There are a lot of intelligent people. They're going to be scared to death because when they see all this stuff happening, they're going to try to figure out what's going on. They're not going to know what's going on because they don't have the interpretation that God has given them because they have no relationship with God. But you and I, Paul says, have been brought near to Christ. And when you've been brought near to Christ, Christ will reveal the mysteries Amen. of things to Amen. come in the last days. If you are blind, if right now, if you don't feel that you need to reconnect or reinstate with Jesus, because Jesus is not going to have all this go on and you be blind. And the only way we're blind is because we choose not to heed what he's saying. These are the dangerous. And let me tell you something. Remember what it says in Ezekiel 1 and 17 and 19. It says that a lot of people, all this new adventure, people are going to be richer than they have ever been in the history of the world. But in Ezekiel 1, 17, God's going to say, I see you. I see you now. You got all this wealth. You got a belt. You built yourself up to be an emperor. But let me tell you this. He said they threw all their silver and gold in, in the street true. because it said it profit me nothing. And one of the reasons why they said that because they saw a, a, a glimpse of the church being taken away and the Holy Spirit. Not only is the church going to be taken away, Revelation chapter 4 and 1, but then what's going to happen, the Holy Ghost is going to be taken away. So now all the things that they wanted to do against God and against the church, God is going to allow them again. I'll be, we'll be flying up We'll be drawn, caught up to meet them. Do you think them old people are singing that song? They were just singing idle hmm. words? No, they had a vision that one day we're going to be saying, bye-bye, old world, heaven, here I come. Because Jesus said, I'm going to pull you up from the hour of temptation, and that is when the rise of the Antichrist will come after the church has been evacuated, exodus out of the earth. Amen. So in the scriptures where Paul is talking about how he got this revelation. The New Testament saints didn't get the revelation. Ephesians 3, verse 6 through 10 says, Under me, Paul's writing, I am least in the less false saints. This grace is given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make known to all men to see what the fellowship of the mystery, that's an important word, Amen. which from the beginning of the world has been hidden. Do you see that? In Amen. Daniel, Amen. It's, in, it's been hidden. That's um, Ephesians 3, 6 through 10. He says, at the beginning of the world has been hidden, who created all things in Jesus Christ. So he's saying it was hidden at the beginning time, but now it's being revealed, okay? Now, in, in um, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6, it says, we preach, Paul's talking again, we preach not of ourselves, but of Jesus Christ, the Lord, and of ourselves, your servant, Jesus Christ's sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts to give light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So he is showing how in the latter times after Pentecost, how God has opened up mysteries to those who believe. We're, we're like in an inside, I, I don't want to call it a club, but we have inside knowledge Amen. that like would, they, would people get locked up for insider trading because they have inside information? Yeah. We got something better than Amen. inside stock trading. We Amen. have Amen. mysteries. We have answers. Amen. We have understanding of what God is doing and even in persecution because persecution does not end I mean we all go through different types of persecution Amen. 
And that's part of the end times too. He they even said, don't even be marvel when it even happens because exactly. I'm telling you now so that when it happens, you will you will remember what I told you. I mean, he said that there'll be times where people will try to kill you and think they're doing God a service. He said that they will bring you before uh, councils and synagogues. And I talk, you know, I talk all the time about I had to face some different uh, legal authorities and things like that for just some crazy thing that somebody was doing to me. And that's where he talks about don't be, I mean, I was like, Lord, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? And when I had to testify, I did pray. I did get coached by an attorney, of course. But I asked the Lord to give me the words to say. Because I'm like, I, I didn't do anything except for defend myself from getting assaulted. You know, probably sexually if I would have let it go on. But I, when I got in that uh, testimony room, I just asked the Holy Spirit, just like the Bible says, when, you be, be, when you're dragged before councils and, 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 and rulers and courts, don't even worry what you're going to say ahead of time, because when at that moment, the Holy Spirit will give you the words. You, and he Amen. gave me the words, which, mm-hmm. which won the case. And he won it. It wasn't even me, but I was Amen. obedient to do that. Amen. And my husband stood by me. So we know these things are happening to, to all of us, different things. Not I'm not experiencing the same thing you all are experiencing and, and vice versa, probably, or maybe some of the things I'm going through, you're not going through. But I think that as a Christian, and we say this all the time, everybody who desires to live godly, and do I live godly? All the time? No, I'm kind of grouchy sometimes. And I've made, I showed Dr. Millicent a joke because she um, had given me a little tip about orange juice being a, a great <clears throat> thing to get, you know, have you a, a good mood stabilizer. <laughs> I told my husband that he went and stocked up on orange juice yeah. to make sure that I have a good mood. So we're doing things to help one another because that's what we got to do. If you know somebody's struggling in the area, you help that person. Mm-hmm. I know I tend to over-talk a lot of times and, and Dr. Millicent will say, okay, we got to stop now. We got to got, got go. So I know that's this, this part of a kind of a, I don't know if it's a nervous, I don't know what it is, but it's just part of like ADD or whatever. It's just something. So I'm trying to do better in different areas. And um, I think we're all a work in progress and we have to keep being that. Okay, so I want to say thank you, honey. But I want to say this to you right now. I'm going to show you something. I do not know these people, but I got the word of this from some other pastors. There was a pastor who was trying to fund a church. He had some property on the church and he was going to sell the property because they were thinking about moving to another location to build another church. And when he went to sleep that night, God gave him a dream. And what behold, God said, no, don't sell the property. And he said, well, he couldn't understand why. Well, they did, They took a survey and it was in Texas and they found that it was oil and gas underneath the line. Wow. It was oil and gas on the line. So the church was now, now the church has the big money from the oil companies to, to drill oil from underneath where the church was. The church got the right. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Now, God gave him that knowledge when he was asleep, before mm-hmm. he was decided they didn't know to sell the church and move to another. But God gave him a revelation. Now, he said, don't sell it because there's oil and gold on that right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not gold, but oil, gold, uh, oil and gas on that property. And the church wound up building a new church with a new uh, uh, fellowship hall. They kept the property, they leased the property out to an oil company to this very day. That is the wisdom of God. See, God don't have to go through nobody to get his message. He just sends it when he's ready. Mm-hmm. He got angels like Gabriel, David, and Michael were standing by, Lord, what is your command? And when his command go forth, there's nothing going to stop that. 
He doesn't need the Senate or the Congress to get anything done. He gives the command and it's done. And let me tell you something right now. Do you think that God was caught off guard when Israel was coming out of Egypt? When he brought them out, he knew that Pharaoh was going to pursue them. That's why he says, so I'm telling you right now, the people that is troubling you, their days are coming to an end because God is, God is you know, James Brown got that old song, remember we used to play back in the days, the big payback? Well, let me tell you something. God has got some debts he got to pay. He mm -hmm. owed to the wicked, and he ain't letting them go until they are paid in full. And so watch this right here. When God turned, when God told Moses, told the people, don't, don't cry out to me, go forward. He told the people to go into the Red Sea. And when you come on the other side, because this is the will of God, but he said the vision that he also gave to the prophets, which was Daniel and to John, the visions he gave them were right for the season, for the time mm -hmm. in that season. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you something. When they got on the other side, they turned to God said, now turn around, look at your enemy on the other side. When he saw them, they drowned in the Red Sea. And the Bible said that Moses and the children of Israel sang, God has brought down horse and rider. So I'm telling you, your troubles are going to be over one day. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Jesus got an expiration date. You stay in the will of God. Focus on God. And I'm going to tell you this. Reinstate your mind right now back in Christ's sin. Oh, thou shall love the Lord thy God in all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, and all thy strength. Those are the two greatest commandments when the Lord tested Jesus. But let me remind you of something. Remember, <clears throat> remember, Timothy, when Paul planted him in Ephesus, when he planted him there, he started the church. The church started to grow. Oh, my God, he had opposition like you would not believe. Because remember now, he was in the enemy's camp. It was new ground. They were expanding the church. And so they started bringing, when they started hearing about Timothy, Paul had planted this church. They started planning and people inside the church to cause confusion and, and bring in a, all kind of evil divisions and confusion. But Paul wrote back to Timothy and said, I assure you that those who cause the trouble will get their just reward from God. But he also inspired Timothy in 1 Timothy, Paul, Timothy, deal with hardship because you're going to be your front line minister and you're going to get the brunt of this persecution. And that's why, and then he says in 2 Timothy, he reinstates what he said in 1 Timothy. He said, you're going to deal with persecution or persecution. You're going to have to persevere over that. You have to persevere and you're going to have to be patient because God has got a perfect work. Why do you think Timothy's name is in the book right now in the Bible? Because he overcame what was all trying to overtake him. Paul tells him, be strong, old soldier, under hardship. Endure hardship as a good soldier, and God is going to be glorified. He said, what we're going through, this is not just to hurt our but we're glorifying God. This is what we call standing for righteousness. And also, even Daniel, the prophet, Daniel stood for right. He sealed up the books in the latter time, and then John unsealed them. In, the, in these times, so the times will not be confused. Now, the ones will be confused will be the ones who don't have, are not kingdom connected to Christ. They can be, 
because John the Baptist was preaching to them back in the Jordan River. He told them, he said, repent and receive the kingdom of God. But you will not get the mysteries of God if you're not connected to God. Amen. And so a, a lot of people in the world, they got the news. You know, be careful with the news. I'm not saying everything they say is conspiracy. I'm not saying that. But ask God and your heart, Lord, is this true or is this, uh, this propaganda news we're putting out? There's, I, I look at the news right now. It, it almost makes me sick to even look at it. It's so because it's, it's they, 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 all they're going to put bad news on it. What about telling people Jesus is coming back? And even though he said, I'll be with you even to the end of the age, God is not going to leave us. Now, the visions that we have from these prophets, this is not something that is just two people wrote one day. These people had an, they had an inner unction. They had an awakening by the Holy Spirit. Men would not put their lives and women would not put their lives on the line for something they know not to be true, but they had a vision from God and that inspired them that you got to fulfill the promise and the purpose, the plans that God had for your life. Now we know Jeremiah 29, 11 said, God said, I have a plan for you. You got to say that to yourself, Lord, you got a plan for my life. You want to be a partaker and you want to be a laborer for Jesus this is your time. You better let your light shine right mm -hmm. now. Whatever he mm -hmm. called you to do, you better be doing it with all your heart and your soul and your mind. Before you know it, time is up and there's no more time. We can't, we're not guaranteed more time. Now, God sometimes, and I know Jacob told the deaf angel that his time had not come. And I know that Jesus said my time had not come. But what if our time should come? Should we fulfill the will of God for our life? And, and be distracted by it. There's a lot of distractions going in the world. Be careful with that. You got to ask Lord, separate the truth from the false, mm -hmm. because that way Satan won't be said. But like Paul says, we will persecute on every side, but we will not cast down and forsaken, but we're bearing the marks of Christ. Now tell us and, about and, the two uh, ancient prophets there, Paul. And I want to say one thing before that is that when parents mentioned the news, I'm a journalist. Mm -hmm. I used to be a reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Break it and, down. And I used to be a, a, a work with WSB in different television stations. And as in my job, I've been just about on every network in, in different states even. The news, um, the local news is somewhat more reliable than, than these national stations. But the national stations have gone off the chain. They are so corrupt. Yeah. They are so biased. Are. I'm talking about either right. side. Right. I'm talking about there's the left station. They right. just lie, lie, lie. There's the right yeah, station. Yes. They just lie, yes. lie, lie. Yes. Everybody tries to lie to get a political point across. Edge. If yeah. you, and I know people, literally people who get almost all of their national news yeah. from CNN and yeah. will be under them. Yeah. You got to be some kind of, I mean, you would be thinking the completely wrong thing. Plus, I mean, I'm, we're inside of, of the government and I see a lot of things that, that are not known in the general public. The, the, don't listen to a lot of stuff on the news. Um, the news is corrupt and it's biased. If you, it I make myself listen to CNN, even though I know they lie, and I make myself listen to Fox, One American, ABC News. The best moderate type news that you can know is going to tell the truth is the Associated Press, and that, they don't have a TV station, but they do have a website. Reuters, Reuters, Associated Press, and those are the two that are somewhat in the middle, and BBC News is somewhat uh, uh, unbiased. And because we have what we call a bias meter, just do just Google the term bias meter for the news, and you'll see that. Because we need to be, even though the news is, is it's, it's not the Bible, we're supposed to get our information from the Bible, but guess what? We need to know what's going on. Right, we have right. to be aware, yes. we have to be informed. Yes. And if you only listen to one particular kind of news that you think is, is telling the truth, 
they have lost they have truth has left the building on yeah, those places all, all the way years yes. i'm talking about you yeah. the last time they probably really told the truth was around 9 11. Yeah. maybe a little bit yeah, after that a little bit after CNN, that. fox and everybody i mean you know who these people stand for right so i wouldn't i would look at the news but i would read so many other sources because of my job i have to look at every one of them i have to watch all of them my husband doesn't like to watch cnn but i still watch it because i have to do it for my job i would but just take it from me reuters and associated press are the ones that if there's a story they're the ones that are least but they don't have they don't seem to have a political as much of a political agenda i, I haven't seen them have that so we need to know the truth and you need to know like even the way that that afghanistan i'm, I'm not I'm probably getting off script here but some stuff is just not known i don't know if you all know that there's measles outbreaks in these in these places where they're bringing these people over here that's not going to be i mean it's on the news but it's not on every news there's the measles outbreaks there so and even though we've been immunized guess what it might be some kind of strain that we're not used to but we have to just know what's going on so we can know how to protect our families, how we, we can know how to, um, we've got this pandemic going on. Yes, we are yes. very strong proponents in yes. vaccinations, yes. masks, every curative measure, because we know that God works in the supernatural. Right. God works through through um, medical people. Right. And so medicine is, is, an, is an anointing, even though right. people might not it's be safe. You know, they might not be safe. So please be aware. Don't right. be in the dark. I've heard people say, right. oh, this such and such. I'm like, what? I said, where'd you get that from? CNN. CNN. Are you, I feel like saying, are you crazy? You know, I mean, if you even hear something, check it out. Even right. if, even if you hear somebody preaching something. Right. I, I was under one guy, and I we don't go to his church anymore. But he said, don't you anything somebody tells you, you you got to go. You go home and read it. Read for it yourself. For yourself. Right. You don't just right. say, okay, pastor says so and so. No, I never did that. I always went and looked it up for myself. In the Book of Acts, they talked about. How the, when they preached, the people went home and, and looked up to see if this thing they said lined up with the, the you know the scriptures that they had. We got to do that on everything, on on the news, on on um, pre preaching, on you know things that we know, right? And yeah, and as Pamela said this, let me let me show you something else. That if you get a chance to look up uh, North Korea, that leader has got such a uh, he's got such a demonic hold on that country. That they think that every country outside that that country is evil, except for them, and they're the one. The leader there is sitting there living high off. Oh, look, look how fat, he look how fat his belly is. He ain't, he ain't starving. He but the people are right, and these people are so deceived, you would not believe. That's mm -hmm. the power of the media. It's called propaganda. Let me remind you, Nero told propaganda lies when he burned Rome, and they think that they think that. Uh, King Jong Un is God. They, they, the media over there has convinced them he is God. That Jesus, they have never even heard, of, never Jesus. heard of. I know. They have never heard of Jesus mm -hmm. over there. This is, a, and this is the same thing that Joseph Stalin did, the, di the di dictator. Rome. And Hitler started World War II. Guess how World War II got started? It was a bunch of lies from Hitler's PR, Doctor Joseph Goebbels. They, they, they put together a bunch of lies and they told a tremendous amount of lies on Poland, who was minding their business, loving their people, loving the God that they served, and they was invaded because they wanted the land. That's mm -hmm. all it was. Mm -hmm. That's how I got it. All I, so that's why I said, the Bible said, try the spirit yep. and test it. See, is of God. God. Because let me tell you something, the reason why it was so much confusion during the time of Jezebel and Ahab against against Elijah is because there was so much information given that it was confusing the people. That's what it was. So Elijah, God told Elijah, go to the people and tell them if God be God, then follow God. 
if they said, if you want to follow Baal, then follow Baal. And that's your, that's your choice today. But I'm telling you, we need to be saying, for God we live, for God we die, and blessed be the name of the Lord. And also we should say, for me and my house and Joshua, we will serve the Lord. But how are we going to serve the Lord if we're confused or deceived? I'm going to tell you something. I look at, I read a lot of news reports from overseas to different countries. And I'm going to tell you something. The power of the media is unbelievable deceptive. It is so, so deceitful. It, it was in the, that's why the I Bible said in the last days, many was going to be deceived in the last days. Mm -hmm. Jesus said that many will be deceived. And it's not just many false it's, prophets it's, will come. Many false people saying their Christ is going to come. I'm just telling you what's going on. So that's why I said this applies to you. Maybe you don't understand the prophetic part of it, but you can understand this is the here and now. We are in a time right now that a lot of the media in the United States is either on the right or on the left. It doesn't matter. And God, if you're on the right or left, the most important thing, are, you, are we lining up with his will? That's all that matters. Because he ain't going to say enter in the kingdom of God because you're a Republican. He's not going to say enter in the kingdom of God because you're a Democrat or, a, 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 or a, any other party. He's going to say enter to God because you believed on the name of Jesus Christ. And now yeah. you and your house yeah. can be saved. Yeah. If none of those labels, all these people are caught up in the wrong things. I'm not saying that we can't have law and order. But I'm saying our country is in a real yeah. spiral downward right now. And here, let me tell you another thing. When you get a chance, look this up, and I'm going to show you how deceptive this is. I'm, I'm done, basically, but I'm just going to give you some prophetic message. The United States is drowning in debt right now. We are 30, almost 30 trillion in debt. And it, all these presidents saying, oh, we do it if we got to sign this bill and upgrade the debt ceiling. Nobody's talking about how to pay it off. You notice that? Everybody said, we just need to raise the debt ceiling. We need to get this bill done. This is, everybody got an agenda except for the will of God. So guess what's going to happen? We got some dangerous times coming up because you know why? America was supposed to be the beacon that God wanted to use to protect Israel and Christian Gentile nations around the world. But America's become the lover of money and power. That's what it's become now. It's no longer God. We got to get God out of the way mm -hmm. until the next 9-11 happen. Then we'll call him back. God is not going to be a genie in the bottle. The reason why these things happen, and I, and I honor those who died down there because I, as a child, I saw those buildings go up when I was a little boy. Me and my brother, my father he took us down there and I remember when they had the ceremony at that time, I believe President Nixon was the president at that time. Governor Rockefeller was the Nelson Rockefeller was the governor at that time. I saw, and I never dreamed I would ever see those buildings come down, but it happened. And it happened. And God knows that it's so sad. It broke my heart to see all those people die, innocent people. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. If they were in Christ, blessed are ye. Because when you leave this world, we're absent from the body. It's, absent, it's in the presence of Almighty God. So even the Bible said, do not fear those who can take your life. But he said, fear the one who can take your soul and cast it. See, the death is not, it's, it's something that we all concern about. But he said that the second death is what you need to be more worried about, not the first one, the second one, not the one that what you what he what Jesus is saying, if your name is not written in the book of life, the land of your, if you're not covered under the blood of Jesus Christ, then the first death really doesn't matter because you're going to we're all gonna leave here sooner or later. But what he's saying is if your name is not found in that book of life on that day, what's gonna happen? He's gonna say, what are you gonna say? 
depart from me. I never knew you. So now that Jesus has brought near, let us draw close. Let us in fellowship with right now. So we will be the one. That's why when Jesus came, the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't know him. Didn't know him because they were not in fellowship with him. So we pray in the name of Jesus that we're going to do the will of God. We're going to be, we're going to fulfill the will of God for our lives. And we are going to hear the words, well done. I know what some of y'all are going through, the hardship, the misery, the frustration. One day that's going to be over. And Jesus said, if you be faithful to the end, I will put a crown of pure gold mm -hmm. on your head mm -hmm. and I'll find you worthy. And I'll say, come and enjoy the heavens. And he did this too. life is going to end one day. And then what are we going to do? Look, all these people dying, young people dying from COVID right now. Is that, do that look real to you? That look real to me with all the bodies being cared. They said that the mortuaries right now are on backup right now. So we didn't realize one day this like and then what's going to happen. That's why we got to be about God's business. Right and he, he said that he did say Amen. the righteous will be recompensed in yes, the earth. So yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm believing for that. Yes, harvest. and that will happen. And too. Yes. we Thank just you, want God. you all to get these two scriptures yes, with yeah. the two prophets, yeah. Daniel 12 and 4. And Read Revelation. them all from the beginning. Okay, Daniel 12 and 4. Right. And I'll said that says, But thou, Daniel, shut up the words of the book, even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and now shall be greatly increased. Because mm -hmm. that's Daniel 12 and 4. Revelation 22 and 10. Write that down, please. And he saith unto me, John of uh, the Revelator, seal up, seal not the sayings of this prophecy of this book before mm -hmm. the time is at hand. Mm. So if he said the time is at hand and don't seal it, that means that's time for you to open the Amen. seal. It's like Christmas when kids Amen. want a gift and it's not time yet, and you got your presents on the thing, and then it's time so off. I'm Christmas read one scripture okay, okay. I want to read that why we got that fresh okay, on he's that. Read that's one of my favorite verses. And i and the reason why I'm saying this right now. I'm, I live to see a lot of people in Revelation. Let's go to, and this is what this is why I'm trying to tell you, church. I want y'all to be so ready for Jesus that he could see your light so shining that others are giving glory matter to matter God. Matter of fact, it's easy to Amen. find because right. the, it's, it's the last, the last page the chapter in the in Bible. The last page, Amen. Last chapter and what, and uh, read number seven, what it says, pal. Okay, he says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of this prophecy of this book. Oh, okay. Hold now, it right there. Okay. And then, and, and, and uh, well, go, go straight reading. Go ahead and now read. Now, I, John, verse eight, heard these things and went and heard and saw and fell down to worship the angel. But the angel said to me, See that you do not do that, for I'm your fellow servant mm -hmm. and your brethren and the prophets and those who keep the words of this book worship God. Uh -huh. And he said to me, do not seal. You see that? 10, verse 10. Uh -huh. Do not seal up the words of this prophecy. Of well, 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 what, what did he say to 10 again? Say that again. Do, do not, not seal the do, words. Do, do not? Do not seal the words yeah. of this prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. He was unjust. Let him be unjust and still uh, he is filthy. Let him be filthy. Still he was righteous. Let him be righteous and still he is holy. Let him be holy. And behold, Jesus said, this is in the red, mm -hmm. I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. I'm the alpha and the mega, the beginning and the end and the first and the last. And here's the last, read this last, that red one and that red, read those last two okay, right there. Okay, wants me to read 16. It's 16 and then read 20 right there. It says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify you these things in the churches. I am the root of the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Okay. okay, and then the last one. 20, surely I'm coming quickly. Amen. And this is what we're supposed to all say. Amen. Right after that, read it with me. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Uh -huh. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Hey. That's how it ends. Yeah. Okay, it ends that way. The glory That's of God. That's a beautiful word. I'm so glad. Is. I'm so glad to be saved. I tell you something, I would trade my salvation for nothing more. There's not enough gold in Fort Knox or 
any wells, all let them, they can have this old world. When Jesus sound that alarm, when he blow that trumpet, we're going to be caught up to meet him in the air. And that's why he said, eyes have not seen, or nor ears have heard, or into the heart of man, what God has in store for And then what did Jesus him. say? I go to prepare a place for you. I mean, I, I, here, here we are. We were in sin, and then Christ saved us and said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. When we get there, I want to sit down with John. I want to sit down with Daniel and say, tell me how to give us, show us how, what did God show you? This is, I mean, if you are a Christian, you should be excited about this because this is life. This is not, this is life that God is speaking from Old Testament into the New Testament and into eternity. God bless you. We are done. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, read Revelation 22 as Pam. Read that whole chapter. It talks about Jesus. Yeah, of reading about what Jesus said. Now, every scripture we gave you, we 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 plead, we read it. Please Do not read. take our Please word. Read it for yourself. I grew yourself. up in the Baptist church. My grandfather was a pastor. Amen. We Amen. never read the book of Revelation. Right. I know read people it. right now that preach the gospel never read Amen. it. I, I, I mean, maybe never Amen. probably read it, but never really understood and looked, right. dug into it. My grandfather never preached about it. Right. When I went to other places, they never preached about it. When I grew up in the Baptist church, they didn't even talk. All they would just say, well, Jesus come out. But it maybe wasn't the season. But now we are at we're, that we're time. Here. We got to unloose it. We got to loose it and reveal it right now to the whole world. Y'all go in peace and be blessed. We love you. And thank you for having us on today. Amen. In Jesus' name.